Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I got a hundred guns, a hundred clips, nigga, I'm from New York, New York. And you could tell the way the homies spit, that nigga, I'm from New York, New York. I got a hundred guns, a hundred clips, nigga, I'm from New York, New York. I got a semi-automatic that spits next time if you talk. And this is how we do. Yo, 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 yo to the freaking yo. What's going on? <laughs> Brian, baby, no problem. Punched in the orbital by Kid Marvelous today at the Sarah Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> No problem. Low lighting, no headaches, no more sparring for at least a week. Things are good. I'm good. My boy, my dude, Harry Mack, what's good with you? Not much, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same position as you. I, uh, it's, it's Thursday right now as we sit here and record this. On Tuesday, I went to jujitsu at Law and I uh, rolled with a D2 wrestler who just put me in a goddamn pretzel. I'm, st- <laughs> I'm, I'm still feeling something in my ribs fucking two days later, man. He, he hit a Dagestani handcuff on me. And I was like, all right, well, and that was at like the beginning of the round. So I was like, oh, so this is going to be like the worst four minutes of my life, huh? <laughs> my goodness um, i think i think he caught me i think he caught me four or five times in a four minute round Jeez, d2 wrestler i'm trying to think it's not pumi he's d1 ricky's d1 not not one of the pros not one of the pros but dude, somebody though, who's got he's got to prove himself and he's he's picking on old harry mack <laughs> that's right exactly hey you're you're doing that to somebody with emphysema how does that make you feel <laughs> while he's he's Dagestani handcuffing you yeah bro i am mike feldman this is harry mac daddy we were getting beat up by the pros my goodness there was 30 seconds left in the round i go kid i go and we just do touch the chins touch the chins like open hands diaz uh, tie style yeah and, and all of a sudden he goes all right what big right in the, i go and he goes at least we know you could take a punch I go, (laughs) that's right. right. And I immediately thought, I go, man, Harry's freaking ribs. I think kid maybe hit me at like 50, 60% bare knuckle. But I think now that I I saw the force of the the rib punch, that was 80, 100, maybe 100. I I I don't think 100, but it was... It was up there. It was it was up there. And then I see doing? I see Kid is just plotting on both of our downfalls this week because I was I was rolling with somebody else on Tuesday. I was rolling with Fitch. I uh, I tried to lock up an armbar and Kid is standing there coaching him out of it. And then he fucking he sinks in a uh, a little anaconda on me and Kid is coaching him through the finish. And I I get up and Kid's just like sorry man sorry but i was just like all right all right I, I get it i see how it is years from teammate to teammate i think there should be no coach and if a coach like john benaducci manimal wants to step in and he he needs to push <laughs> somebody in a certain direction because they have a tournament coming up sure the the push from the the side is nice but when all of a sudden you hear 
grab the wrist, swing the hip. It's like <laughs> right, right, right. two people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. In, in fairness, I'll give him. In fairness, he gave me some pointers after that, helped me clean up a few things. So he he at least was nice enough to give it back the other way. But uh, yes, I was I was sitting there getting coached as as my opponent was getting coached through choking my ass out and getting out of my arm bar. Bellator, get kid marvelous Justin Montavo will fight this dude is he's he's boiling up itching. He's he's itching. Like yeah exactly he's itching and, and we're getting the stitches so <laughs> my goodness, get him a fight speaking of, of fighters and, and, and fighters fighting media what's the update with the Charlie Campbell kick we we left it off last <laughs> week we broke down the kid marvelous punch to the stomach which is on your Instagram at bookies basement but what's the deal? I, I, I tagged you in the Francis yeah, yeah. and Maybe the guy was a bantamweight or a flyweight. I'm not sure of his name. No, no disrespect. But Francis Ngannou, there's a bunch of videos. I thought it was going to be the one where this guy does a full flip. Uh, I've seen that video before. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to step in. And I do research Charlie Campbell, a top 200 prospect in the world. We'll get into what it was coming up with him next. That's but right. I also saw he has two wins via leg TKOs. I yeah, dude. That. I yeah, dude. That, that leg kick is kicked by this guy. I do. I, I, it's not called hit me with your worst shot. <laughs> but uh, yes, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to really sit down and discuss with Charlie yet. I know he's been he's been busy cooking up some big things, you know. So, um, yes, I, I, I was actually I was talking to him yesterday about some other stuff, some some congratulatory stuff that we will certainly get to. But uh, yes, the next time I see him, I'm going to try and nail him down for that one. Let's get into that. No disrespect to the, the local guys with the jackhammer pro, uh, promotions uh, and the, the we'll fight. We'll get there. We'll get there. Jacob Sometimes Martin it, just, the it just rolls the way it rolls. Yes, I do. Jacob fucking he, he collapsed that guy's face in. Put him, put him through the ropes. Fighter, no doubt. But guys who are on the horizon of being in the UFC, there's a mystery fighter that we will not announce. But Nas from Law MMA and Charlie Campbell. Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on Nas' last name? Save me. Sadyakov. Nazim Sadyakov, the Black Wolf. Yes. Two, what do they got one, coming up? Dana two. White Contender Series opportunities this summer. Holy moly, just got hotter in the law MMA gym. UFC year, baby. Nas has been saying it for months now. It's the UFC year. This is the year that all the hard work pays off for all those boys. And yes, uh, Charlie, I, I believe August fourth no august 18th Nas august 4th uh somewhere around that i've heard third 16th i'm, I'm not a date night. guy i'm not a date friday i go that's not tuesday night <laughs> Fair. what what matters is they're getting their fucking chance charlie's <laughs> fighting a very good opponent and chris duncan he uh was a he's a contender series alum fought, fought uh slava claus via slav borshev last year got finished uh got finished in a way that is frankly, very, very reminiscent of Charlie's skill set. Slava, also a, a very credentialed kickboxer, a very good striker. But uh, yes, Chris Duncan is the opponent. I believe eight and one is his record. Should be a great, great fight, great stylistic fight. And then, uh, yes, Nas, Nas also announced his opponent. And it's a name that I cannot pronounce for the life of me. What, is it a European? Another? Or is it a Russian, I believe. It's Hurrah. I'm going to have to look it up. I should have had it written down beforehand, but I'm stupid as, as we will all come to learn. Um, yeah, but Chris, uh, uh, with the Duncan fight, I studied him last year before a breakdown with the uh, NBC sports edge. 
Um, he's very well-rounded. I thought he was going to, he lost to the guy who trains at team alpha male, as you said, talented, caught him off guard. I just think Duncan wasn't there uh, mentally. You know, sometimes you need that reset. I've seen many guys, uh, they, they fight once at the Dana White contender series. They come back two years later. Um, Chris Duncan getting that second opportunity. I think it was Caro Barajo, uh, who all of a sudden he comes into the UFC. Now he's dominating. He didn't do so yeah. well in his Dana White contender series showing, but gets that was a tough fight. I'm, I'm high on Aaron Jeffrey. Personally. I like Aaron Jeffrey as a prospect. I was hoping Likewise. to see him get signed, like but everything uh, he's got going the stash like you, man. Uh, that's right. That's right. He's a great wrestler too. Great wrestler out of, out of Canada there. But uh, I have, I have Nas's opponent's name. Wasn't even close. Don't know where I got hurrah from. It is uh, Ahmad Hassan Zada. Okay. He is Iranian, I believe. I don't know what flag that is. Looks like, or I think it's Iran. Well, he won't be walking out with that, and we'll definitely get into it. That's true. This is like July in law MMA is just from the start of July. There's going to be fireworks to throughout the entire July, uh, month of July in law is going to be fireworks. Ray was talking about this uh, when uh, in the documentary, he says, I think I got like four or five guys that could be in the UFC on the contender series. And what do you know? Uh, there's at least three as of today, May 19th. I, I think there may be one more. I think it, I, they got to get Pumi in there. They got to get Pumi in there. I know he would kill it. He's UFC ready, dominant. He's just dealing with an injury. Um, yeah, be back. It's, it's exciting. It's exciting. And then the, you hear the rumor with the UBS potentially coming to Long yes. Island July 16th. Yes, dude. I was, I was talking to go. I was talking to Frivola about that the other day. He hadn't heard about that. And Billy Q was fighting on that card, who is a, an honorary Long Islander, an honorary uh, Sarah Longo guy, as far as I'm concerned. Hold on, let me stop you. Um, Justin Montavo said the greatest line and needs to get credit for this. He says the Q-tip is cleaning the algae. <laughs> that's that's his take on Billy. Billy versus a uh, Bill out Al- with Algeo. Oh, okay. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, I that's got some legs. That's, that's got some legs. Good. And I said I always go to him because I don't know. You know, with these kids nowadays, I'm like, kid. I'm like, original. He's like, yeah. I don't know if that was my it got a good answer. But it was <laughs> definitely very witty. There you go. Love to see that. But uh, yeah, you know Billy Q and, and the Steamroller, longtime friends, longtime training partners. I'm sure they would love to fight on the same card together in the Steamroller's backyard. I, I know how deep the team rollers roll. I, I know it would be absolute mayhem in that building. We 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 need to get mad on that card. If it's not if it's not going to be Patty in in London, then it's got to be. It's got to be at, at UBS I mean, right in his backyard on the island. Yeah, let's go, man. I think that's even better. It's like, yeah, it'd be cool. You know, you get to visit soccer stadiums, go to pubs. Maybe he, he might be hanging out with Patty at the end of the fight. But, dude, UBS Arena, the, the first UFC event on Long Island since uh, July 2017. Chris Weidman, Kelvin Gaslam. Fill it up, man. Bring Dennis Bermudez back. Get Chris Wade <laughs> over to the UFC. Ryan LaFleur, where you at? Like, just it, they got to fill it up. Uh, John Volante won't be fighting on the card. He's coaching the Oyster Bay High School football team. That, good for, good did, for John. I saw the photo with him with khakis and a tucked in shirt. I go, he was made for that job. 
<laughs> the the perfect uh, high school football coach cheek look. Oh my gosh. But yeah, dude, and I don't know if you've been to UBS yet, but it is it is beautiful in there, man. It is an oh. awesome, awesome arena. I went like with uh, with Coliseum? a buddy. What's that? You like it more than the Coliseum? Oh, dude, no, com- not even like not even a comparison. Oh wow, it's, it is a beautiful new arena. Like awesome concessions, great view from every seat in the house. Like I was there for a hockey game, so obviously the setup would be a, a little bit different for UFC, but not all that different. They would basically just put chairs on the floor where the rink is, um, or where the rink. Yeah, where the rink is. Yeah. What am I saying? I got, I, I like the cogs in my brain, like caught on something for a moment there. But no, dude, it's an, it's an awesome arena. I think it, it seats like 20,000 or something close to that. It's got a big, big capacity right on the train lines. Fucking sign me up, dude. If that, if that is happening, then we are 100% there. I don't know who they would get to headline that. Like, do they have to stretch to a New England guy? To you a- could do Gillespie. Okay. Okay. Who, who, who would you think? That's that's the question. Nobody knows who the fuck he's fighting. Because wow. he wants to. F- Apparently, he has been offered a bunch of fights, and he exclusively wants to fight up. He won't fight anyone below him. I do not blame him. Get Makachev, man. We get. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe a guy like Moicano. Ooh, that was a. That was a lot of damage in that fight with. Uh, yeah, that's RDA. true. He might not be good to go for July. <laughs> he got beat the fuck up against RDA. That's a good point. I, I think Riddell's being booked with something. Uh, Gamrot's being booked. I don't know if Tersuruki and Gamrot is the fight. That that's booked. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's not many guys above him that are free. Darius. I would love that, but I don't, I don't know if Benny's knee is uh, is back yet. He had, a, he had a major knee injury that he that shelved him for a little bit, so I'm not sure where he's at in his rehab. Yeah, I don't know if he'd want to take it. it Gillespie that either. Fight. He doesn't really stand much to gain from that fight. You would think he'd be at least 15, but guys who are going to try to crack through the UFC top 15 rankings at some point, and my man, Jacob Martin, Huge win. I heard he threw a guy through. <laughs> yeah, dude. Ring. Put him put him straight through the ropes. Austin Halleck, I reached out, man. I was like, uh, good for an interview. He's like, I'm not fighting. Oh, man. Uh, sorry to mm. hear that. Dell did not get the win. And Sarah. No, did- but Dell fucking. Did you hear what happened in Dell's fight? Did not. They changed the fucking rules mid fight. Mid fight? Yeah, it was it was all right. So it was supposed to be, you know, some of these local promotions, they do the try fights where it's like one round kickboxing, one round boxing, one round MMA. I've seen uh, Rodatang and uh, uh, I, right, basically, basically that. So they you didn't know they, they're changing. <laughs> no, dude. So they, they were about to start the fight. And first they changed the size of the gloves right at like at the event, which is insane. That's not a thing that happens. And then they tell him, OK, we're actually just going to do three rounds of MMA. Like you're, you're, you're training for a kickboxing round. You're training for a boxing round. Like that is, that is some amateur hour shit, man. Wow. Matt Manimal was telling me that he, he had it out with the commission over that. He was oh. not happy. And yeah, shout outs to Manimal the next day at his Manimal training camp at the Frivola compound. Uh, it, it's a great freaking uh, time. Everybody was they, beautiful warm up. There's they, they do the mace work. Like uh, everybody's building a railroad. Did I lose you. Um, you got me. Yep. 
You got me? Mm. Harry. So while Harry pays his Wi-Fi bill, this is a perfect time to plug the Manimal training camp. It was this past Sunday. I had the opportunity to sit down with John Beneducci, the Manimal, the myth, the legend, local legend, Strong Island, New York, also jujitsu coach at Law MMA, longtime black belt. He also coaches fighters. And he also runs a training camp. I believe it's every month through uh, once a month throughout the summer months. The first one was this past Sunday, May 15th, as I said, on the Frivola compound. I was glossing over fast, but I think this is the perfect time to plug it. There's yoga, there's stretching, there's pad work. You got the weight work. With the, the steel mace, Kyle Dake, a national champion, an Olympian who just beat Jordan Burroughs, does the same thing with this mace work. John Beneducci, this guy is committed to fitness, BJJ, martial arts. He's a great dude. Praise Odin. It was, it was a great time. There were steaks, sweet potatoes. Manimal made these protein balls for dessert. Really cool atmosphere. Got to run into some of these fighters and do some interviews. It was great stuff. I, I, I was lucky I was holding the camera, so I didn't have to jump in the drills. That was my excuse. But beautiful day <laughs> right on the water. The Long Island Sound, wonderful uh, environment. And Manimal, John Beneducci, he's doing his second one, I believe, in four weeks. Sign up. Reach out to Harry Mack or Ike Feldman, if you guys want more information, we will pass you along to John Beneducci or just reach out to the man on his own. Manimal. Absolutely. At Manimal John on Instagram. Definitely give go. the man a follow. There you go. That was a perfect time to plug. Um, this is bringing me back to live radio days where you're on the air, the, you, no more commercial breaks, and you got to kill time. But it wasn't killing time. It was the perfect time to plug the Manimal training camp. That's absolutely right. I got, I got to be sure to make bill. it to the next one. Is that, I don't know. Was that on my end? <laughs> yes. 100%. Jesus. I don't I fucking God, my fucking internet sucks. I'm moving in a couple of weeks anyway. I got but, a steel deal with Optima, man. I jumped on the, the lifetime, uh, lifetime price for like, what was it? It's a gig download upload speed. So I'm like, Oh, you're chilling. This is the headquarters, man. I'm telling you, we could, uh, everybody could stream. I'm not going to get dirty. Let's keep it clean. Everybody <laughs> in ESPN plus UFC data right. series on their phone at the same time while they're on my Wi-Fi. I, I like flex when my wife's friends come over. I go, I go them. <laughs> you, need, you need the Wi-Fi password. Huh? Eh? Eh? Yeah, who wants the Wi-Fi password? Come here. Come here. I got you. I got you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Candy man. Oh, uh, I just uh, just before jumping on, I saw uh, Jillian uh, DeCourcy and the Alicia Zapatella, which Manuel is in KC uh, coaching. You get that's why he lost his voice, man. He's, in, he's screaming from that corner. He's screaming from the the Jacob Martin 
by the screaming at Dell's ref change of the rules of probably yeah. everything. And is and is uh another manimal pupil Zach Lowe with a monster knockout. Is that the dude who looks like an NFL safety? Like he could play like yeah, he's a monster. He's he, built like a brick shit house. <laughs> like he's eating like his food on a tiny plate. I go, did you do you fight? And he goes, Yep. And he's just <laughs> And I, Dude, I, I don't know how he makes 205, bro. He is he is a massive human being. He broke his hand on that man's skull. It was like a beautiful shovel hook, yep. like, kind of like your Prohaska, Chuck Liddell back in the day. He can strike, man. So, yeah, you've seen him in person, like doing the drills and stuff. Like, how does that? Yeah, happen? yeah, yeah. I, I mean, dude, I, yeah, I watched uh, him and Dell get a lot of work in together, obviously. Uh, but he... Dude packs a fucking punch, man. He's he's got some power. You can hear those pads cracking for sure. One and oh, one knockout, man. Anything else from the uh the local scene? I, I just seen the like I said, the the Invicta fights. Shout outs to uh yeah. wellness CBD. Yeah, dude. I mean Jill DeCorsi, what a knockout, man. Uh, you, you just don't I didn't know I thought I was, was about to weight. see. You don't you just don't see that at Adam Wade. Like you, you don't see power like that, but she just touched her right on the chin, a little short left hook, and bang, lights out, cold out, man. That was incredible. Is it you? I, I forget because I, I talked to so many people. Is it you who can't watch women fight? No, no, that is not me. But I do shout out, shout out to my buddy Drew. I have uh my, my friend Drew is currently campaigning to end violence against women. He doesn't want to see women fight anymore. Ah, it's like <laughs> he doesn't want to see women get hurt anymore. I respect it. I respect it. It's a, it's a noble position to take. It's one of the biggest reasons why I know mixed martial arts is going to take over the world. It's like because <laughs> you have half the world participating in your sport. Right. No offense to the WNBA, but I have no uh, idea the month at when they start their season. Dude, I have long said, get rid of, I think we had this conversation, but get rid of women's featherweight and give me a UFC Adam weight division. That's what I fucking want, man. That's where the skill is. Like you, you watch those women fight, man. I mean, you got one, one has a really strong Adam weight division. Invicta has a really strong Adam weight division. And you watch those women fight and the speed and how technical and how skilled they are. It doesn't even compare to these to the girls at like 35 and 45. It just shows you the technique, uh, the course. That was just a flat line. Uh, again, it just it's just you need to develop. They're they're trying to train so many disciplines and uh, compiled in for one fight. It just takes time. Look at Charles Oliveira. The fact that Justin Gage, and I'm not sure if you saw this quote, said, dude, you hit hard as hell. Charles Oliveira, the same dude that we see right, the past man. decade in the UFC, hits hard all now. Technique. It's all technique. technique. Yep. Technique. It's all body weight, knowing how to use it. I heard Jason Perillo, the wonderful coach for Chris Cyborg, formerly Tito Ortiz, Michael Bisbing, RDA here and there. Um, who's the, the hot girl with the tits? Um, Mackenzie Dern. <laughs> oh, she flexes them. I, I don't want to. Uh, no, that's you. fair. That's fair. That's it, fair. I'm sorry. But yeah, the, the nothing wrong with a good old Yeti fight. Jiu-Jitsu straw weight lady who had a battle with marina rodriguez that's who i'm talking about <laughs> the very same let me rephrase <laughs> my point is and even trevor whitman skinny dude as well when you see these videos like for like to buy their like training camps yeah online, like instructionals and shit and you see like uh, trevor whitman move around it's like oh my god i go he would knock out like a, a yeah a, dude 
Gaethje has talked about it before, but apparently like, like Whitman gets in there with those guys in the gym. Like he's a very hands-on coach. He'll like, he, like, I, you know, he's not jumping in for fucking sparring, but like he'll jump in and demonstrate drills. And like, uh, yeah, I mean, the dude's technique is incredible. He is progressive. He's next level. Always look forward with those, those types of coaches. What is going backwards? What is not next level? I don't want to hear an excuse about a war. It's like sports should be a time where everybody could come together. Is the flags being banned? I feel like this needs to be a bigger story. Yeah, we're not hanging the monster, the affliction, the crazy looking sponsor banner in the back. Fuck it, man. Bring that back too. (laughs) Who cares? Who cares? But it's just going to say monster. It's just going to say UFC fight pack yeah. on it. No, like, I know. It's like, it's just so silly. It's so silly, man. I There's mean, what, what it literally is, is Mickey Mouse bullshit. That's I don't that's not coming from the UFC. That's coming from the mouse. That's coming from ESPN and Disney. But they're allowing uh, Colby Covington to race bait. I'm not saying he's racist. I'm saying he's towing the line, which is fine. It, it's it's good promoting on his part that he toes the line. He he turns up the heat. Sometimes he's overtly racist, but yeah. <laughs> Connor with the stuff with the Khabib, like Dana White was oh, the with Connor. Like they were yeah. like ching ching, but that was pre uh, UFC and Disney Mickey Mouse relationship. Right, it's wow. a different so game now. A, wow, wow, I didn't think about that. It, it's coming from upstairs, and what's what, what's the reason a, a Russian fighter we're that dumb as a society that we can't separate Peter Yan from Putin. Right. And you know what? I even get it. Like, I, I think it's stupid when people talk about like, Oh, let's ban Russian athletes from this, that, and the other thing. Like that's the stupidest thing in the world. I, I totally understand. Yes. You ban, you ban the state supported and like state sanctioned teams. Like, no, the Russian national team should not be competing in like international events. Totally here for that. That's funded by the government. That makes all the sense in the world to me. But to ban, to punish individual athletes for the decisions and actions of a government that for, for, for all we fucking know, they don't even agree with is insane. It's insane to me, man. And even I think Peter Yan actually on Instagram posted like a, a pro Ukraine message uh, and, and a couple other a wow. couple other Russian UFC fighters did as well. So it's like it, it's just so silly to me, man. I don't know. Like PFL has been doing like. They just put up like a PFL graphic for Russian fighters because they show the flags on all of their like guys don't walk out with flags, but they like show like country of origin on their little uh, score bug that comes up before the fights. So like, I just, I don't get it, man. I really don't understand it. Especially if you want to, and they're wearing soccer jerseys too. And it's the funniest thing. uh, If you want to be like soccer and take over soccer, because you had GSP was the number one athlete bigger than Sidney Crosby. Uh, at the, the peaks, GSP was holding it down for Canada, obviously Brazil. Then you get the whole oceanic athlete. Now you have Africa with, uh, Francis and Ganu. Yeah. Russia, you have Ireland, the UK. It's like, it, it's such a world stage sport and it's just so like, and fans eat that shit up. Fans eat that shit up. Fans love that stuff. It's, it's. We, it's a little color. Like I said, there's no sponsor. Right. It's personality. Let the let fighters show a little personality. That's what it always comes down to. At the end of the day, the more personality you let fighters show, the more they're able to like build their brands and their followings and grow their fan base and all of that. But no, we, we, we can't allow that because we all have big stinky dumps in our pants. So my last thing on this is 
I hope it comes back. Uh, whenever the the war the the dust settles over there, it has to come back. It's just cool when right. you see the, the country. But right, but yeah, you now that told me Charles Oliveira in Brazil is not going to like. Right, but right, flag. but but now, but now that it's banned, at what point are we like, oh, okay, now it's okay to unban it? Exactly, you know what I like? It's like, totally okay. arbitrary. It makes no sense. Exactly, and it's like if Oliveira does like a flying armbar or Makachev, some crazy shit, or vice versa. If Makachev's in Abu Dhabi and does a flying armbar, uh, you're telling me that Khabib it, like isn't gonna just like you're gonna stop right. Khabib like right? And every time an international fighter fights, you look in the crowd, and what you see in the crowd is like they they literally show them on the broadcast like Wait, so now fans international do? fans with the flags like waving fans? their flags around. Can fans bring the flags? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, can they? Can they? I, I actually don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I'm assuming yes still. But yeah, I'm talking about how that's like that's always been a staple of UFC broadcasts and international fighter fights. And they pan to the people in the crowd going fucking buck wild, waving the flag around. You mentioned it earlier, talking about fighters being unique and individualized. Israel Adesanya, UFC 276 headliner. This guy is the most unique in the UFC at, right now who is also active. This guy is the, the craziest walkouts. Uh, he's on a peak. It's the I, I like that he's we're literally watching him slowly transform into Anderson Silva in front of our eyes in my, many, many ways. Many, many ways. The, I picking, guess the Jared Cannonier fight would be maybe the Okami time. Maybe. Yeah, something like oh, this is we're in the we're in the point fighting era. We're in the Robert Whitaker was Rich Franklin, you know. Right, exactly, exactly. Like those were brawls, and now we're in the uh, the Izzy realizing, okay, I'm just so much better than everybody else that I can just point kickbox from different from from distance and win fights. And we got Volkanovski making a quick turnaround. He didn't take the really much damage at all. No. And we got a month off, and he's back into a training camp against Max Holloway. Obviously, Max Holloway, I'm sure, is feeling great. That's going to be a fun trilogy. I like how it's a co-main event. People cannot complain about it. Shut your mouths. Pay the It's the fight. Pay. It's the only fight to make. I think we've seen since, since the last fight between the two of them, we have seen from both of them that they are head and shoulders above the rest of the division. Sean Strickland, uh, another guy who toes the line against Alex per Pereira. Pajeda, who it, I love that awesome they put fight. him on the same card as Adesanya. They know what they're doing. That's amazing. They know that. exactly what they're doing. Sean, uh, Sean O'Malley, Pedro Munoz. Uh, O'Malley was on the Theo Vaughn thing, and I thought he was just doing it for like, yeah, man, I'm going to fight this top 10 guy next just for like pub, just to like. Right. Get, get the rumor mill turning. Yeah, exactly. When uh, I'm going to fight Pacquiao, I'm going to fight Pacquiao. He said that I started to believe I go, yeah, yeah. oh, he lost to Dustin because he was training for Pacquiao. I heard that. I was like, oh, it actually happened. Mm -hmm, O'Malley, mm -hmm. this is a huge fight. It's a yeah. big step up. And a a Dominic Cruz could be the next fight after this. So he's jumping into the, the, the deep end. Finally, this card is stacked, man. Well, oh, Misha Tate's on the undercard. Robbie Lawler and Barbarina kick off the card. Holy Rob, shit. Dude, they, I don't know if any fighter has been booked better than Brian Barbarina these last couple of years. They are booking him perfectly. And I love me some Bam Bam, dude. Uh, he is like, my friends and I, a while ago, we had a conversation about guys, like action fighters, guys who you love, even though you know that they're, you know, they're not world beaters. They're never going to contend for a title, but guys who you just love to watch fight. And Bam Bam is right up there for me, man. I just love his style. And him and Robbie is just like, that's just such 
such perfect booking. Such perfect booking. The, the perfect step up for Matt Brown. It's like that was a war. The uh, the the arena was lit on fire. Yeah, Robbie Lawler and Lawler looked phenomenal against Nick Diaz. He looked the ghost game. of Nick Diaz. The uh, <laughs> double lead hooks. He had some cool moves, but then he was like, he, he moved he moved the fight up to eighty five like five days before the fight. That to me, I I saw that happen. I go, he mentally is not ready to be here. He needed the fight book earlier. And then when I heard the interview yeah. at UFC 244, Nate, Jorge, Nick was also doing some media. He was like, uh, I'm going to do, uh, I'm trying to open a gym. Pandemic happens. All of a sudden, you see him with the Akimoto sit down. He was very uncomfortable, very awkward. He goes, yep. I don't even know why I'm here. And it was like, oh, God. I believe you. He needed that paycheck. But Unfortunately, I, I I would be I would probably have to agree with you. Got gun to my head, which sucks. Which you really hate to see from like a, a legend of the sport. So personally, I know other people like, and he did show flashes. The body work was still there, obviously. Like that still looked like Nick Diaz, but you know, a step slow. Watching him get chinned like that and just kind of, I mean, you know, he gave up. He he quit in that fight very clearly. It was very clear that he did not want to be in that octagon any longer. Sticking with the 276 card, my favorite fight that stands out, Strickland, the most defensively sound. There's stats to back me up on this in the UFC's middleweight division. Who would have thought? It's like his fights are so boring. He's yeah. like, he's, he's very, because very boring. Fighter he apparently has like really, really underrated jujitsu. He apparently has very fucking good jujitsu, but he never uses it. So I'm wondering if this is the fight. I mean, if there was ever a fight, to decide to show us how good you are at jujitsu, it would be fighting a, a glory world champion kickboxer. Or you're literally the best defensive fighter in the division against a guy whose offensive potential is off the charts. Why yeah, not? Test yeah. That? Why not test that? I mean, listen, I would love to see a brawl, but I mean, we know how Sean fights. He goes out, he fights behind his jab and, and, and he points you to death and he, and he wins fights. He's very good at his style of fight, which is, also very funny because he talks and posts like an absolute fucking psychopath who like is like bloodthirsty and this and that. And then he gets in the cage and it's like the least violent fight you've ever seen in your life. But um, yeah, if man, Panda knocks him out. Is he getting Izzy next? I don't know if he would get him next, but I think he'd probably be one fight away. He's I think if he and a near. I, I think he would probably have to fight one of Costa, Vittori or Bobby Knuckles. Uh, I think the it's Izzy's doing laps on the division. Throw him in there. I mean, you could sell it. I, I think the UFC Fight Pass has glory, so they can just replay that knockout over and over and over. Oh, it would be awesome! Don't I? I want it. I would love to see it. It would be interesting. But and let's I, I just think, I, I also just think right. I also just think he needs more cage time. Is what it really comes down to. Well, wouldn't you know that what be I mean? awesome though? It does Izzy swallow his ego and wrestle? And he says that you, he, you would imagine so. So then there you go. Like, in the, OK, that was the test. Then let Prahera do another two more fights. Fight a Vittori, fight a Whitaker. Come That's back. what I think. I Get think you rematch. need like a top three fight. And then you then you have a fucking mega fight on your hands. Because I also think from a fan standpoint and from a, you know, a promotional and a build up standpoint, 
it's harder to build him up off a win over Strickland as like the next guy in line than it is over, you know, a win over Paolo or Vittori or one of those guys. Fair, fair. This summer's looking great, man. It is, man. There's some pre primo violence on tap for this summer. Is the 275 card free? I know sometimes they do those those far east or the the Middle That's East. Good, I, I think I saw something that it'll be on ABC, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Because I, I also I've also seen it marketed as like the first pay-per-view in Asia. So it's probably we're probably still going to get charged 75, 80 fucking bucks for it. They got to like capitalize on the non NFL like time of year. I know, man. Like th- this is the time when you want to get a fucking card on ABC or whatever. I agree. I agree. Uh, this weekend, Holly Holm, Caitlin Vieira. It's not a it's not a. Not a crazy, uh, crazy weekend. Some I'm tired. Day. I'm tired of Holly home main events. What have we done to deserve this? Oh my God. I I'm love s- you, Harry. I'm <laughs> sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm drawing a line in the stand. I will not watch another Holly home main event after this. I simply won't do it. Even if it's a title fight, I'll just, I'll sit on the porch and just sit outside and stare into nothing. Dude, I, I love you. I love it. <laughs> and I have a tremendous, tremendous amount of respect for Holly. She's, she's a legend of the game. She's talking about getting back into boxing now, a potential Katie Taylor fight where now that's actually a big money fight for her. She could probably make a lot of fucking money doing that shit. I'm glad you so, said that because all power she to her. clinch and wrestle if she's in the boxing ring. Like she turned into there's the Betch Cohea fight and there's the Rousey fight. I think over the last eight years is all she's done in terms of a highlight reel. She just clinches and grabs the Jermaine Durandamy fight, the Raquel Pennington fight. Boring, boring, boring. And she, yeah, sure, it's effective. She's still headlining. It reminds me of GSP. What do they have? That's in the thing. Is she like? I don't even think she's really a draw. Like for for newer MMA fans, like think of a fan who started watching during the pandemic. I think there's a lot of those fans, like fans who you know start picked it up in the last two years. I don't think those people give a flying fuck about Holly Holm. I don't. I would say Rose is probably the number one star. Right. Yeah. Like Rose, Joanna, like, um, I, I mean, uh, Amanda, obviously, despite the the last result in the Pena fight. But I would say if Pena, Pena is like neck and neck with her for a star, Pena speaks well on camera. Um, I guess I find her irritating. In what way? The, the excitement? <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just a, a gloomy piece of shit. But uh I, something something about it all just feels very contrived. Her joyous attitude for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her her relentless optimism just grates on me. <laughs> Amazing. My my fight. I can't. I mean, can you believe that Ponzinibbio is a fucking underdog? Yeah, dude. I don't. I, that's crazy to me. That's crazy. But I, I like Pajeda has the potential. Like he has the tools, the the fact that he can make 170 is incredible. He he rules, man. I love watching Michelle fight. Like what you took? Oh, this this fighter? No, he's literally. His name is Michelle, and he's like the most athletic freak in the UFC. Freak of nature, absolute freak of nature. And he just, I would say, maybe mentally, he has lapses. 
he he kind of played. I don't even know if it's lapses or if he's just like a weird dude and likes to do weird shit. <laughs> I also I love the UFC has been like relentlessly promoting when he did the backflip onto Nico Price and just like fully illegally stomped him in the head and it didn't get, and it didn't get called. I didn't realize that it connected. And then all of a sudden I see that, yeah, the UFC put it on their Instagram. I saw it and they changed it. Yeah, they're just promoting the shit out of a clearly illegal strike. I was like, wait, wait a second. And yeah, I was looking for it. I go, oh, that shit connected. I go, dude, and yeah, Nico literally goes like he looks up at the ref and he's like, hey, (laughs) this guy's a fucking trapeze artist over here. Yeah, but I guess the ref was just like, they didn't know how to do. I mean, I've seen refs in the past. There was, um, a, a teammate of Adrian Yanez, a guy named Jacob Silva. He's a, a flyweight out of Texas. And uh, he's known for just being all violence, all action. And so he had a fury fight and he literally, he just threw like a pride stop, like a, a soccer kick and then a pride stop. And the ref didn't call it. And I asked Adrian about it. Cause I said, dude, how did like Adrian was in the corner. I was like, bro, how does that not, you know, he's literally stomping him out in the, in the cage. How are we not calling a, a foul there? And Adrian said that they asked the ref afterwards and the ref said that in his opinion, the foot first hit the chest. So it, it hit the chest first and then hit the face. That's so because the it hit, problem. Right. So because right it hit the chest and then the face, it's a legal strike, which is insane doesn't to know me. what it catches anymore. Right. Exactly. So like, that's the only action thing. Move. That's the only thing that I can think of as far as that Pereira thing. Like maybe they like, oh, the shin hit his shoulder and then his face. So therefore it's legal. But no, that was very clearly an illegal strike. But anyway, my point is Ponzinibbio, this guy's like uber talented. He's always been two fights away from a title. I think he's dealt with some uh, injuries along the way, but on the door of like top five contention in, in the welterweight division. And you're telling me that they're counting the Vegas is looking at Michelle, this uber talented athlete that he's going to be there. Andre Fiello, who took the fight on short notice, was like fundamentally in that fight. He wasn't like being picked apart. I think Ponza Nib- if Fiala fought Pajera tomorrow, I think Fiala wins that fight. I think he's could be. I will say Andre Fiala is no slouch, no slouch at all. That's, that's a game you. opponent. Give me a training camp, two knockouts in a row, and he's fighting on UFC 275. Yeah, Bold, man. But I, I, I would say throw a lot of money on Sandy, uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio. I don't, I don't hate the call. The, I guess the question with Santiago is because you know, in his first fight back, he'll always be one of the big what ifs for me. You know what I mean? Because it felt like he was, like you said, he was right there. He was like a fight away from a title shot. He, I, I think it was during Woodley's run, like he was right, right there. And then yeah, he had a brutal knee injury took him, sidelined him for two plus years. And then, yeah, came back in that first fight. The, was the first fight against the leech or was that the second fight? Is that Neil Magny? Who's the leech? Um, Lee Jin, Jin Liang. Oh, um, he ha- in his first fight back, Pons was clearly very timid there. He was very just like not in the fight. He did not put on. A, yeah, no, it, it was Lee. And then it was, uh, Baeza after that. But, um, he just didn't look himself in that leech fight. And it looked, you know, it looked like he kind of worked through it in the, in the Baeza fight. He looked much, much better in that fight. But I guess I just worry with a guy who's suffered such like a catastrophic injury, if it'll be like, if it's just going to be in the back of his mind, especially against a guy who's just like, yeah, an athletic freak of nature. Yeah. I got to change my stance a little. I, I forgot about the Jeff Neal decision loss. 
I totally forgot about that. But yeah, I, I yeah. remember it was pretty close. It was a pretty close fight. Like uh, I think he landed the more power. That must that must be the fight that I'm thinking of. Then Jeff Neal and not not uh, Jen Liang. But um, yeah, he did not he did not look himself in that fight at all. Now, if I had to guess, I would say because the majority of people like this guy, you definitely loathe him. Chase Hooper. Correct. <laughs> not a Chase Hooper guy. Oh my gosh! You didn't Listen, like Ben my... Askren's son. Going up to Jorge Masvidal. I, I, no, I respect. I, I, I think he's. I think he's better at making content than he is at fighting. That's the compliment Ooh. I'll give Chase Hooper. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, I just think he he's clearly supremely skilled in the jujitsu, but the striking is not there. He is not. He is not a UFC caliber fighter right now. I think he would have benefited from a few more years in the regionals, a few more fights down there, get some cage time, put some some really good striking camps together. But I mean, dude, he went life and death with Steven Peterson. Like he's he's just if he gets you to the ground, you're fucked. You're in trouble. His jujitsu is absolutely legit. Cannot take that away. But he is not a UFC level striker in the slightest. I mean, they're hiding him on a on a free fight, or it's not free. You gotta pay for ESPN Plus, but they're hiding him on a on a fight night card. He's the second fight, so I, I mean, I guess, I guess they're building him up. I don't know. Uh, I I guess so. I don't know. I, I you know who Jelton uh, Almeida is. Yeah, dude, that kid looks like a fucking monster. Okay, I wasn't sure if you did. Moving up to heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised about that, but I, it sounded more like he couldn't get a fight at 205. Uh, I think his opponent fell out, and he said, yeah, he'll... Yeah, he just wanted to fight. The line is still gigantic. I think it's... He's minus like, like 650 last I looked. Heavyweight. I was like, I would put money on a decision. Looking at Parker Porter... Dude, that's, that's a reverse brain over for me there. So I have, I have this thing, Ike, that you'll learn about called a reverse brain over, where, mm-hmm. it's, where it's so obvious that a fight gets finished quickly. It's so obvious that the under hits that you have no choice but to bet the over, especially when it's plus money. And over 1.5 is plus 130 in this fight. So that is where my money will be. Absolutely. So they can give me, these big boys can give me seven and a half minutes. Parker Porter is a tough motherfucker. Looks like every time he gets in the cage, he looks like he's coming straight from the coal mine. It's a great look. I love it. And yes, I, I, I think he can outlast Jailton for just long enough, just long enough to hit that one and a half. I can't reverse braid over. Jelton was the underdog in the Dana White contender series against a, a Russian dude. And I, I, I picked the Russian Mauled guy. Like, yeah, combat Sambo undefeated. And then when I saw them in the cage, they like, what am I thinking? He's a- <laughs> talk, talk about a guy. You have no idea how he makes two Oh five. He's fought 10 times in four years. Yeah, I, I, no, that kid, that kid might just be a, a problem. Who um smoked weed with Eric Anders in Denver? Hell yeah, that rules. That was great. He was uh, they were uh passing the blunt around because you white boys just like joints, but, uh, <laughs> passing a blunt around, and uh, it got to me, and I was like, <laughs> "How do you know when you got the right girl?" <laughs> and he goes when it's real is real <laughs> Fair enough. my uber's here 
<laughs> I will see you later, Mr. Mr. Anders. I was so high in Denver. I started at 9.30 a.m. I did, like, if you drew, like, a map, like, Carmen in San Diego, like, where was I <laughs> in Denver? I got high at three different gyms. Easton, uh, Factory X, and Dwayne Ludwig's. Uh, <laughs> Ludwig's, like, Young Grasshopper, I swear. Young Grasshopper, do you spaceship? I go, <laughs> 930 in the morning what are you fucking talking about he goes do you spaceship pulls out a bowl locks the door of the academy he goes oh that rules we're going down the spiritual i i was this sport has the weirdest people in the world i love it <laughs> and uh, um so he comes from the lineage of bass rootin and you just see boss rootin's face uh and then it trickled down all the way to tj um, I can never talk bad about TJ. I, I just won't. I'm just going to build up Aljo. This is I've kept this inside. I cannot talk crap about TJ. I never have just because of how Dwayne Lug would teach me. Young Grasshopper, would you like a T-shirt? I go, no, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, for, for any any bad thing you won't say about TJ, I will. So we'll be OK. That's, that's <laughs> what you're here for. Again, I'm yeah. going to prompt up Aljo. You can uh, take the shovels and the, the hefty bags and just. That's right. Body. That's right. I'm the fixer. I paint houses. Put them in the basement. So what do you think <laughs> about the, uh, the, the logo stuff? It's it, I'm trying to do like cross contamination. Logo. I, I, I love the, uh, the the silhouette of the, the body shot is tremendous. That's some tremendous stuff right there. That's great. I'm calling that art because like sometimes like avant garde, as the French say. <laughs> Shout out to Dave Lemieux and uh, David Benavides, Ariel uh, <laughs> Um, But yeah, I, I want people to stare at it so many times that all of a sudden they, they notice there was a change. And again, this is just the pose. It's like, <laughs> no, you're not being arrested by the cops. Nope. But you might be able to tap out the cops. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. I, dude, I haven't, I haven't hit a submission at the gym in like two weeks. This is this is going to be my Joker origin story. What you said that last week? What the hell's the 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 meaning of that? Uh, it's just this is how I become the Joker. The Joker? What? He was literally. I mean, I guess you guys could be in the same weight class, but <laughs> and he did have that pose when he has the gun and he's dancing. That's true. That's true. So that was that's his origin story. This is mine. Going to the gym every week and getting absolutely fucking put in a pretzel by Sarah Sarah Black belts and uh, collegiate wrestlers. <sighs> That's that's how I'll be radicalized against society further. <laughs> that's another day at the office. Speaking of the offices, I hope you like my transitions. Go back and listen. <laughs> Man, I, I like this is a different speed, different tempo, different beat. We obviously were coming off 274, which was just bonkers. I don't think we hurt each other at all. This has been a maybe a glass of wine. Nate Diaz pissing at the UFC P.I. Tremendous, tremendous stuff. Great PR, man. What the hell are they going to do with Nate Diaz? To me, the answer is obvious, and it's book him against Tony Ferguson. Now, they won't do that because Nate's on the last fight of his contract, and they want to feed him to a fucking killer like Hamzat and try and uh, just like tank his, uh, his free agent value as much as possible because that's what the UFC does. But um, the, the fight to make they is him and Tony. Him to be Connor. Now, now that you put it in that perspective, you put right? They don't want him to be bigger than the UFC. Exactly. Will he beat Connor going into free agency. It's oh, dude. Okay. Could you imagine? Gotcha. Could you imagine that story? Gotcha. Could you imagine that story? 
and the amount of money that he would be able to command. I mean, he would, it would, he could go, he could go box. He could go to another MMA organization. He could go do whatever he wanted and get paid more money for one fight than he has probably made in his entire UFC career up to this point. Wow. I didn't think about that. I was, I was thinking about like, Oh, maximizing the one fight from the UFC perspective, the Connor, the Nate trilogy. But then I was like, the, the fact that you're saying no, because that's a winnable fight for him. Pretty much. I, I think they, I mean, there's a reason they want to book him against Hamzat, dude. Like, yeah. How much? So he's probably what saying, give me 5 million. I, I hope so, man. He's, he's worth every penny. The Diaz brothers fucking move the needle, man. I was in the building at UFC 244. Like, the, like uh, nobody gets the crowd going like a Diaz brother does. Somebody just, uh, I swear, just responded to me two days ago from a post from 2017. Um, okay. Their response was wrong. They just wrote wrong. Like, I, I respect that. I, I respect that. <laughs> it was a take I had. I said, uh, so the two parts of the, the, my take was, uh, yeah, the UFC is depth. This was in May. Uh, we got the announcement of Connor versus Floyd in June. So this was before even it was official. I said, I think they're just trying to figure out who gets the cut of what. I'm guessing the UFC will get a cut of this contract from Connor, the, the fact that they're making it happen. And it was true. That was right. Yeah. Um, like Connor will play ball with them. The UFC plays ball with Connor. It one hand washes the other. And then the second part was that, okay, Connor can't run off into boxing after this Floyd fight because the Malinaji thing I saw, I think he teased Pacquiao. Like there was potential that he might just run off into boxing. Yeah. And Dana White's telling Connor, you have to return to fight Nate. And I was like, I said, that will happen. The Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor trilogy will happen because of this Floyd fight. And this guy just responds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I was at least somewhat right. But holy moly. I love that. that. That's an excellent that level of bet. petty. He's he had that bookmarked for years, years. <laughs> he saw your take and he's just been sitting there brooding on it for five fucking years. That rules. What's the worst take you've had? Oh, I've had so many bad takes, dude. I'm uh, I'm the I'm the world's uh, first and foremost Vulcan Uzdemir supporter. That was some bad stock that I bought. Perhaps. <laughs> what time? What time? What time is it? It's time for no you. No time, to- baby. No time. No time. I mean, time. dude, if you if you look at his booking, that man needs a new agent, bro. He has fought nothing but killers since coming into the UFC. Because debut, right? Yeah, dude. And if you go back and watch that fight, of course, we remember the knockout. Absolutely incredible from Yuri. But it was more competitive than I remembered when I went and watched it back. Like Vulcan touched him a few times in the first round. And then Vulcan got mauled by, and then he fought McGoldman on Goliath after that. How like many the, on the rise? Yeah, like the dude fought nothing but killers, man. And I will go to my grave saying he won that Dominic Reyes fight. That was a yeah, fucking robbery. It was, London. it was a London card. He, had he absolutely won that fucking fight, and he got robbed, and it changed the trajectory of both guys' careers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, man. Anything else? No, I think, or, oh, the one thing we did not touch on, uh, it's Thursday as we are recording this. It'll probably be Friday as you are listening to this. Tonight in Atlantic City, Ring of Combat 76, three Law MMA pro debuts. The manager, Steve Lee, 
Anthony DeLemme, Captain Italy, Captain America, Kelvin Sterling, the funk monster, brother of Aljamain Sterling. And then we got uh, the the Armenian or Armenian. Oh, no, that's going to get me in trouble. The Albanian sensation Armando Getia also also on the card Four law MMA fighters going to be a hell of a night of fights at the Tropicana in Atlantic City. DeadSeriousMMA.com. If you want to if you can't be there in person, you want to watch the fights anyway, you can buy a pay-per-view there. War, war, war. All the boys are out in Atlantic City right now. It's, it's going to be a, a, a lot of noise, a lot of fun in that building. I wish I could be there. Now, if you recognize this theme, as you should, one of the mans that you mentioned, Dylan Montello, walking out with the tracksuit. Could look more Italian going to Miami. <laughs> hand, hair That's right. Yeah, degree. we got the quiet man tonight also at Eagle FC. Oh, it's the Wait. Yeah, we're Friday. I'm like, wait a second. It's on? <laughs> I'm talking to you from from the future. Yeah, man. Steve Lee, as you say, was it walk tall, carry a big stick, something like that? You said, yeah, I speak softly and carry a big stick. And Steve's like, yeah, okay, moving on. <laughs> Steve wouldn't let me finish my questions. I was like, dude, he is excited. He's full of energy, looking sharp, He's ready to go, man. Oh man. Another fight weekend. All right, Love Eric. to see it. You will Always a pleasure, Ike. Home, but I will. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to report back. Sir. Brother, what's your handle? At BB Harry Mac on Twitter, at the bookies underscore basement on Instagram, and also at bookies basement on Twitter. If you want to if you want to take a peep at that Steve Lee interview we were just talking about, uh, you can find it on any podcast platform at the reverse mush podcast or uh, on youtube also at the reverse mush podcast if you're more of a video guy well i'm more of an audio guy i gotta loop this because you plugged it so long i was saying when a handle you just drop a handle <laughs> holy moly listen I had, I had to get all my plugs in <laughs> you, you, i learned it from you dad you're um, the broadcaster Matt, mike feldman shut up harry all right we're looping again <laughs> you know what ikedagon.com at ikedagon everything at the bookies basement on instagram both of us very weird we both have our our show handles as our instagram normal handle all right this is the fourth loop what else is there anything else you gotta plug is there anything I, else you gotta plug i think that's i think Some that's about it. Shut up. <laughs> it's okay I, I accept your apology Right. Any tagline? There's nothing. All right, that's the fifth time I... I. I didn't realize we were doing taglines, but uh, yes, take it easy, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for all the support. We appreciate it. We enjoy it. And uh, yes, keep keep your eyes peeled for for some more content from from your pals here. Harry vs. Gary, episode two in the books. Take it easy, as Harry says. Peace. Great shit, brother. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.